I came to the conclusion this week in the midst of COVID-19 that psychotherapy is limited. And I know this is a statement of the obvious. In many parts of the world, survival is a key issue, not psychotherapy. The thought has been with me for many years and somehow the COVID-19 pandemic and lockdown has renewed my interest in the many limitations of therapy. It has been reinforced in connection with friends and colleagues this week as we consider the impact globally of the pandemic, not simply the local or national implications. By working from home, we are removed from the physical space, but also the psychological and emotional sacred space of the therapy room. We have moved into a shared space, sharing our home, that feels mutual and also a shift. So I noticed the shift away from the sacred to offering what we know as therapists that we tend to keep to ourselves. This is happening through a variety of sites where therapists and others are offering videos and podcasts disseminating knowledge to the public that we would have held to ourselves in order to help people manage isolation, disconnection, loss, trauma, fear, anxiety and re-triggering of old traumas as a result of the impact and threat of the pandemic. It's a bit like offering a buffet where people can see and choose and what's on the table is obvious rather than an obscure menu which is only understood by the chef and you feel too embarrassed to ask what on earth is this and so you take what's offered. The choice that therapists are offering today through videos and podcasts is offered to the community, not simply to the individual. So part of me applauds this shift from the ego-driven self towards a more community-based approach, away from the specialness and somewhat delusional mystique around therapy. I recently finished rereading The Dialectics of Liberation that was first published in 1968 as a selection of papers from the Congress on the Dialectics of Liberation, held in London at the Roundhouse in July 1967. Many radicals of the time, including R.D. Lang, David Cooper, Stokely Carmichael, Herbert Marcuse and Gregory Bateson attended, bringing a range of radical thought from psychiatry, global economics, race, global inequality, and the role of capitalism, capitalist imperialism, which requires inequality. American imperialism was a particular focus in the creation of an abuse of the third world, the so-called underdeveloped world, because the imperialist corporations require those countries to not be developed. And by the way, the third world isn't in third place. It's not a competition. It's a description of the world that the first world Western capitalism, the second world state communism fight over, particularly in Africa, South America, having failed in Vietnam. It took the imperialist West 500 years to asset strip indigenous countries and to keep them on a long leash in order to keep producing the wealth that they crave. 
53 years from that con Congress, now, we have expanded global capitalism and widened exploitation, and we have COVID-19, a global pandemic. We in the West strip shelves of essentials, toilet rolls, hand sanitizer, baby products, pasta, chopped tomatoes, alcohol and so on, throwing excess waste from those shelves in the bin that the third world would die for, literally. COVID-19 is knocking at the global door as a consequence of exploitation in the name of greed. In order to keep us happy, this other world strips creatures of their natural habitats in order to plant our latest craze, bringing those creatures closer into contact with humans. Also, the market for live exotic creatures to cure the rich of erectile dysfunction, baldness, ageing and so on also allows the creatures to pass their vengeance onto humans, arriving at our door with death's knock. So the next time we stand in the safety of our driveway or on the street six feet from, our, from the next person at 8pm on Thursdays to clap for frontline health staff, spare a clap for those who keep us in luxuries, maintain global, global capitalism in India, Indonesia, the Far East, Africa, South America, the West Indies, the Middle East, and so on, and all of the First Nation peoples we disenfranchised. If I stand from far afar and look on, I see that bringing the creatures closer to us by destroying their national ha natural habitat has resulted in us having to keep our distance, that the virus causes humans breathing problems, possibly leading to death. It also brings respite to the earth, that can now breathe, possibly for the first time, since the Industrial Revolution, the time when global capitalism began to spread its virus. At this point you might well ask what all of this has to do with psychotherapy and its sibling counselling. When we sit with a client, a person might bring to mind all of the people of Earth, the haves and the have-nots. Contemplate on what you've learned about the process of therapy, that many of the ideas associated with psychotherapy come from a capitalist, monotheistic ideology that needs to keep the working classes working and the middle classes happy, purchasing, liberal, liberal-minded and quiet. I recently read that the Romans would feed the people on bread and circus to soften them up. Feed them a diet of Oedipus, family trauma, mental illness, childhood development issues, nature versus nature, maternal responsibilities, the need for therapy to straighten them out. Frankly, with the amount of therapy and counselling about, if the theories were correct about how to help people, then surely the world would be a happier place. The truth is that happiness now in the first world is based on consumerism, purchasing power, the ability to purchase therapy is a consolation in itself. Never mind that it's a bit of a sham and unproven. We want someone else to solve our displeasure, misery and unhappiness, whilst more than half the world barely makes ends meet, meeting our basic needs. Mm -hmm.